Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. This is Kelsey here today with Jay Rudman. He's the CEO at SciStream. Jay, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Kelsey. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Jay, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm based here in Chicago, Illinois. I'm CEO of a business called SciStream. We're based out of the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina, so the Research Triangle um, area. Mm -hmm. Prior to uh, being CEO of SciStream, which actually is a newer endeavor for me, I've had the good uh, fortune of either being founder, co-founder, founding team member, or CEO for a number of different tech businesses. Mm -hmm. Three of them, which uh, sold and successful exits with, and uh, one of them is still operating, but I'm no longer a CEO of and excited to apply my new talents to this new company, uh, SciStream. That's fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about SciStream. Sure. So we're in this interesting new space where it's in the retail industry, um, kind of clothing, apparel, fashion, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And we do 3D body tech. So what that essentially means is that we can take two photos using either um, an iPad or a mobile phone. And from those two photos, which are a front pose and a side pose, we can gather instantly 240 plus different measures And from those measures, we can actually do made-to-measure and ready-to-wear clothing. The made-to-measure would be custom um, and would be made within days and not weeks or months. And the ready-to-wear would basically point to uh, the perfect fit either on the the rack if you're in the store or it would ship something to you um, if you were doing this at home. Interesting. Is it a specific type of clothing or, you know, is SciStream really able to, to handle a, 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 you know, a, a, a lot of different, you know, articles of clothing? Sure. Great question. So currently, just like a lot of startups, we have to uh, focus our efforts. We're really focusing on menswear. Okay. Um, dress shirts is really our bread and butter, but we're also do uh, casual pants and suits and sport coats, et cetera. So menswear is really what we're focusing right now, but soon thereafter, we'd love to expand our offering. Yeah. Interesting. So Jay, you talked about, you know, several different kind of adventures and, you know, companies that you've been working with. Have you been able to step into an organization and really elevate those companies? Cause it sounds like you've been very successful in scaling companies. Yes. Well, uh, great question. And, uh, you know, interestingly, early in my career, I was the uh, crazy entrepreneur who had the idea, the inventor and tried to uh, start and scale the businesses. Later in my career, as I hinted at, the last two op- um, opportunities have really been where I've stepped in. And so to really uh, speak directly to your question, it's a whole different ballgame when you're stepping into an organization. I have found, and by the way, just to uh, put some uh, time parameters around my time with SciStream, I'm relatively new. So this is only six months in. And so I can give you my roadmap over the last six months. And I can tell you about some things that are also you know, in my sites for the uh, future. So the first three months of stepping into SciStream was really around climbing the operational learning curve. So understanding the business. Mm -hmm. Two was really understanding the team and drawing alignment, especially with the senior leaders, because I have um, a handful of senior leaders who are amazing, have Mm -hmm. strong institutional knowledge about the business and understanding where they are and really trying to draw that alignment. And then ultimately, at the end of that first 90 days was what we called um, 
basically communicating our strategic alignment, our, our strategic intent, I should say. Where are we headed as an organization? And that was a big unveiling to the rest of the, to the, the company. And they were very excited for the clarity behind that announcement. The next uh, 90 days has all been about executing against that strategic intent. We're really focusing on our go-to-market. Mm-hmm. Now, everything I've spoken of so far is really about the you know, operations and the tactical elements of the business. So really the future state and what I'm thinking about next is, is you know, where does the longer term plan drive us towards? What does that roadmap look like? And how do we build the capabilities in-house to enable us to happen? So thinking about you know, the three-year, I think a lot of people use acronyms like you know, like a BHAG, you know, which is big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, what does our three-year BHAG look like and how do we actually build? Because we have so much in flight right now, it'd be kind of ludicrous for me to try to change that currently. But I feel like I can get my fingerprints around the business over the next few years to enable us to actually achieve that BHAG. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say differentiates yourself from the competition and, you know, being able to achieve those long-term goals? Uh, as an organization, we basically have capabilities that others don't. We have an entirety of a platform that goes all the way from scan to factory. And what that means is this. Yes, we have that 3D bodies tech that actually does the scanning that I alluded to earlier. We also have a lot of the middleware that enables an individual to actually configure their clothing. So you can see it in different you know, colors and styles and lengths and mm-hmm. collars and buttons and et cetera. And then also, uh, so that's kind of that middleware piece, but also the ultimate, you know, factory to actually manufacture the clothing. Mm -hmm. And so because we have all those pieces well aligned, we can basically from the time that you place an order to the time that it actually ships to you or to the store, there's really very very limited manual intervention. And because of that, that's a huge competitive advantage. Interesting. Interesting. And, you know, going back to your experience stepping into SciStream, mm-hmm. it sounds like they're, you know, giving giving two pieces of, of advice I'm, I'm taking from this, extracting. Mm-hmm. It sounds like two of the biggest pieces that you found, and correct me if I'm wrong, were building relationships, you know, assessment, but also to developing that, you know, intentional strategic intent. <laughs> 100%. I have found through so many mistakes that I've made in the past, Kelsey, is that you really need to have singular focus as a young organization. It's way too easy to step in somewhere and basically say, okay, we're going to go address 10 things. We're going to place 10 bets on the table. And quite likely, none of those bets are actually going to come to fruition. So having the singular focus is absolutely critical. But just to say the words um, is meaningless. What you really need is the team to be aligned behind it. And what that means is not only, you know, overtly, but also, you know, behind closed doors, because oftentimes they might give lip service. But does that really mean that they're going to uh, drive the business towards that ultimate strategic intent? And so you have to win not only the, the you know, minds of your team, but also the hearts of your team. That's what I focus a lot on. That's that's really interesting. Talk to me more about how you've been able to to work on that alignment, because it it's clearly so important. So talk to me a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So the very beginning is a lot of listening. People want to be heard, especially with a new individual stepping in. And what I mean by that is, is uh, you know, there's a lot of institutional knowledge. There's a lot of uh, belief systems. There's a lot of interdependencies that you might not be aware of. And there's probably even emotion and, you know, personal dynamics that you might not be aware of. 
And so you have to kind of listen to all that and um, try to synthesize all that information into some cohesive belief. Mm -hmm. Um, When people believe that they're being heard and actually not only hearing, but actually acting upon, then uh, their minds start to change a little bit of, oh, Mm -hmm. this new individual actually does, you know, care about my thinking and actually can act upon my thinking. So I think that's the first point. The second point is, is that, you know, like everywhere, and you probably have heard this a million times as culture is so incredibly important in new or in organizations, but especially for a new individual stepping in is really to be cognizant of what the existing culture is. And culture is so many things. It's behavior, it's language, it's, you know, what uh, people are being measured against. It's so many different things, but really understanding what that culture is and then start to find opportunities for further improvement. A great example at SciStream was, you know, they didn't really have uh, a very strong articulation of their values. And you can, you know, be dismissive of values, but values are so critical to really lay the foundation for how you're going to act both internally and externally um, as an organization. They're your guiding principles. You know, they're the guardrails that keep you centered. And so we've spent probably the last three months going through what we believe our values are and forming a committee to actually enhance those further, um, getting a strong commitment from the senior leaders as to what they are, uh, so they feel uh, aligned behind it, and really revealing and celebrating those with the rest of the organization so they kind of know what they uh, are being uh, held up against. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you wanted our listeners to know one thing either about SciStream or kind of your leadership style and how you've been able to elevate these companies, what would you what would you say in regards to, you know, both of those things? Yeah, well, with SciStream is I think we're going to transform the industry. I think it's a broken industry. Um, I don't know how much, you know, the listeners will know about the uh, the retail industry, but basically you are trying to predict demand probably anywhere from six to 12 months in advance. That prediction is often vastly wrong for all sorts of different reasons, be it fashion trends or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Also, we've been trained, every single one of us as a consumer to buy 10 things online and return eight of them. And that's horrible for the environment. It's a horrible business model. I've heard anecdotally that for every hundred uh, different garments that are created, about a third are sold at a retail price. About a third of them are discounted. About a third of them end up in a landfill. And we know that's just not sustainable as a business and it's not sustainable in an environmental sense. So it is broken. And I really do believe SciStream can transform it. So that's what I want you to know about SciStream. In terms of, you know, a tip as a, uh, as a manager or a leader, I do believe, um, and it's kind of, you know, counter to what you hear out there of, you know, customers always right. I believe employees are always right. Like you really have to have an inside out management style where you are listening to your employees because they're the ones that are actually going to get the work done. They're the ones on the front line. They're the ones that are closest to the customer. And so listening to them and understanding how to greatly leverage their capabilities will enable your business to excel. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in that? You know, I've I've heard it repeated over and over again that uh, and do you believe with this that employees stay because of good leadership um, rather than, you know, uh, poor, poor. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think the data highly recommend or suggest that mm-hmm. uh, basically people stay and leave because of their manager. Mm-hmm. I've also heard, you know, the uh, the opposite side of that same coin is, is that people don't run to jobs. They run away from jobs. 
Um, oh. And so, uh, yeah, I think that for you to be able to retain uh, high quality, talented individuals, you really have to do the following. You have to give them very interesting work and mm-hmm. you have to create a winning team atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And if you can do both of those things, I think people generally will stay. Yeah, that's that's really insightful, I think. Um, and I think it's a great tip to give to our listeners as well. Um, Jay, this has been a great conversation. Um, I love talking about like how your strategic intention uh, and your plan and the values of starting a new company or stepping in rather to elevate them has been so interesting and insightful. Uh, and again, your leadership really uh, is is on showcase based on you know the, the data of what you've seen in your own team. Well, thank you. And this has been great and uh, always happy to have the conversation. Uh, Jay, thanks for being on Business Ninjas. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.